What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Lockout Podcast, your newest AFL fantasy podcast featuring me, your host, uh, Josh Jalbitz, uh, coach of the Conflict Crew, previously coach of the Young and the Gould. Haven't decided if I'm going to change it yet, but um, I'm leaning towards the Conflict Crew. And I'm here with... Uh, I'm Hawko, manager slash coach of the Dark Brotherhood. Um, and yeah, back for the next episode. But, Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Welcome this um, side of the – we're in business town at the moment. Yeah, oh, mate. It's business season, if you will. A couple of weeks ago, things in there were like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Now, no, January, that's it. We're about kicking things into gear. Let's mate, the go. panic set in. I thought to myself, I really have to go and get my um, Keeper League all set up. Like, I've registered, but I've got to go through, do the invite, make sure everyone's keen, find out yeah, who's actually participating so mate, we know what the draft looks like. Commissioner Jobs. Hard, hard yakka. Oh, in- mate, it's an absolute disaster. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, we are back for the next episode. So we're back with episode number three, and this time we're going to be diving into Brisbane as a, uh, a team, looking at their – The losers of 2024, if you well, could uh, – Well, that's that's a bit of – Sorry, runners-up. Sorry, a different different word. Yeah, my I mean, silver medal is still the first loser, isn't it? And, yeah, from 2023. From, from 2023, yes, correct. We are the bride of Brisbane town we wear. But, but, yeah, uh, we're going to take a look at Brisbane, uh, break it down a little bit, see who's relevant, who's not, and uh, dive into a bit of uh, statistics and, and averages and have a chat about who we're considering. Well, what do you uh, want to do? You want to talk about Brisbane in general first or you want to talk about Yeah, fantasy? I mean, let's talk about Brisbane in general first. General? Um, you know, coming off the back of a – Like we said, tough loss. A I tough suppose. loss, grand or, final actually, hangover. I suppose, so I suppose tough loss is, you know, not really just any grand final. Tough loss but just losing like that kind of – a lot, of, a lot of talk about the game and whatnot are uh, still going on to this day. Man, I, I don't want to even get started because <laughs> I, as an Essendon supporter, I'm biased against Collingwood at the best of times. But watching that grand final, I was losing my mind and not in a good way. As a Hawthorne fan, Collingwood also not my favourite, but I think Brisbane lost the game for themselves. I don't think it had anything to do. Okay, there were a couple of interesting calls. But I uh, I believe that uh, Brisbane had a chance and they they blew it. They definitely had a chance. They the umpire also had a chance to actually enforce an advantage rule and and bring an advantage back when it wasn't there. But as I said, I am not going down this path because <laughs> I will be here all day arguing till I'm blue in the face that Brisbane should have won. Fair, fair. Well, that, anyway, that's 2023, 2024. I mean, I think their outlook they're in their window. There's not even an end to their window at the moment. They're set up for the next few years. Yeah, I think as a team they've like they've put some good things in place. They had some I guess senior players that are now coming towards the twilight of their career, but they've looked to backfill those. You know, the the pickup of Ashcroft last year. Oh that um, uh, Ashcroft is well we'll we'll get into him soon. He's yeah, an absolute he just, weapon. Yeah. You know, you bring Dunkley in and plays a defensive mid role. Was he the Dunkley that we all thought he was going to be last year? Absolutely not. No. But you know, he did his role in the team and I think there was definitely value there. And then that complemented Lockie Neal and, and the game that he went about doing. And somehow, again, not going to go down this path, but somehow <laughs> is a Brownlow medalist or a dual Brownlow medalist. Oh, yeah, we're not getting into that one now um, either. Yeah, that's de- yeah, look, look, I'm more so I think, pissed about that one, you to know, be honest. They're, they're in an interesting window. They've brought in Tom Duday this year. Um, look, look, mate, you, you might say the like, – 
getting into big ins and outs. You've got Tom Duda as a big in, mate. I've got no significant ins or outs for Brisbane. As we previously discussed with Adelaide, um, I suppose we said it, said Duda was a big out, uh, and I said Duda was interchangeable, very easily interchangeable. Um, so I'm going to say no big significant ins or outs, but they're set up for a good year, and like I said, their window is nowhere near closed. Yeah, I think, look, if you think about Tom Duday, though, and what he brings to the people that are already there, that's why I think he's a big in. And I think that's why it's impactful is because at their best, Harris Andrews is a free-roaming intercept defender who just marshals that defense, right? Yeah. And then they use their Connor McKenna. They use some of the people we're going to talk about, like a um, Cam Rayner, Kitty Coleman. a Kitty Coleman, yeah. um, to break off that half back and move the ball forward with some pace. And I think Tom Duday is going to only let Harris Andrews do that more. He can come in and be that defender. He can take over a, a key to fish, uh, key key forward. He can free him up a little bit. And I think that's why it's a bit of a big in, but. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to see, see, we'll have to see how it goes. It'd be interesting because that's uh, clearly one area we're not sure on between us both. But uh, as far as fantasy go, that's what I mean. And they had two games out of a hundred. He probably played five decent rounds, and then that and that was in the first few weeks. And then he declined severely after that. I don't know if he was injured immediately. He ended up playing, I think, eleven or twelve rounds. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe he will be the pickup that. Brisbane needs. But uh, anyway, that's jumping back to our top player from Brisbane last year. Let's get into fantasy. Who have you got? I think, well, the highest averaging has to be Josh Dunkley. Like their star still was. recruit. He still was. Not a decline, but I mean, you can't. It's still over 100. Yeah, so he averaged 104.4. Yeah. And was this year comes in priced at 942K. But yeah, there's definitely a bit of a decline. Like you look at his last four years. 77.7, 91 point five, 108 point eight, mm. and then 104.4. So, you know, first year in the new system. New system and good- he had teammates that were helping him out. Yeah. Like big time. Like there's no taking away from what, who Brisbane have as a team and they were just – he was helped out a lot. And, you know, as fantasy owners it wasn't great. <laughs> but in general he still did what he needed to do and it helped them get to where they were. Yeah, he I mean, also he missed, Well, he missed those three games as well. So true, true. three game shooter injury. But I still which one think, was a calf? And when you think about mm, calves, you Well, we saw that and we were like, oh, we might be in trouble here. But he uh, he held on. Um but also I didn't think he was up and down as what Neil was. Neil was all over the shop. Yeah, this he definitely why, was. So we both had we both there we go. That's a good start. We both had Dunkley as the uh Yeah, well, I mean, look player. at what's really impressive with Dunkley is his ceiling. And I think that stood out when he was at the Bulldogs as well. Mm. His highest score last year, 172. Yeah, it was huge. I think that was a top five score from last year. So 172, that is absolutely insane. But he topped that off with a 61 as his lowest score. So you look at the ceiling, the floor, that's Mm. where Dunkley's always been, I guess, a little bit challenged as well. Yeah, but, but I mean, then you look at it like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure he had more more games above an 80 than he did. Uh, more games over a, what, a 120 than he probably had under an 80. Good so. start to go with. So he scored over 100, went above 100 last season 12 times. So half the season. And Perfect. of those 12 times, so, yeah, he played, what, 19 games? Went over than, 12 times? Yeah. He went above 115, seven of those. Oh, see, that's, yeah. Okay, this is why we like him in fantasy. That's 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 the stats we like He has have. the game for it. So he racks up the disposals, but he marks, tackles, and kicks a lot. And yeah. that's what you want to see. It does it all. He uh, is the utility knock. But 
the downside to him this year, and it's what everyone's going to be talking about, is that he's lost forward status. He's a mid-only option. Yeah. That makes him hard to pick. It's hard. It's a lot harder to pick, actually, uh, for those definitely who haven't chosen yet. He, um, I don't know, did you uh, little teaser for the folks? Did you take him in a little mock mock fantasy little no, go? I did not. Either, no. either did he's, I. He's which is, not my Which team. is huge because I'm pretty sure he was one of the first taken. He was high percentage taken last year. He was. Well, he was the number one forward. Yeah. You know, but we were spoiled for choice last year. We're we're in a very different oh, world. Well, yeah, guys, we mate, we're uh, I don't know about you, we're in trouble. Let alone you guys might be in trouble, but they've they've tightened the hatches down on these uh, dual positions. I tell yeah, you that much. Yeah. A lot of them have lost it, and a lot of promising players from last year that had value. Also, it's it's really difficult to find the value this year. Oh, 100 percent. But we'll find them. We'll get we'll there. Find it. There's little nuggets to be found. That's it. That's so it. that's Dunkley. That's that's the, the top player from last year. Worst player from last year. This would be interesting. Who who you got? Worst player from last yeah, year. Yeah, well, we we go top and we go bottom. Who who really let down fantasy owners last year? Um, I mean, you got anybody? Or you want me to? You want me to go? I don't think you'll like this one. I don't think. I think you'll disagree. I don't have anyone you as got, the the well, biggest failure. Stasovic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He 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 played every single game. Everyone always raves about this guy. I honestly don't see him do anything. He had seven games under fifty. That is disastrous. And everyone talks about him like he's the second coming of Brisbane. He uh, he really let people down. I think. I mean, I think he's one of those players that is like real life value is not. It, that it doesn't show up in a, a fantasy. Fair, fair. Well, that's why we're talking about fantasy right now. So yeah. Stasovic. Down bad, real life general. Okay, he was he was, wasn't. That's not what he's there for. I think like someone for me though that stands out there as well. <sighs> there was a little disappointing is Cam Rayner. Like, yeah, but for what his value was at the start, that's why I didn't have Rayner in there as my choice because he was lower. He's uh, started his number started at the year was lower than Sasovich. Sasovich's value at the start was a lot higher. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely didn't look into the price drops. Yeah, so, so I did more price drops. That's yeah. why I had Sasovich in there. Um. Oh well, not that bad for Brisbane. Like, I mean, that's what happens when you finish second. So it's not too bad. Um. I suppose who would you have for your your boom player? I mean, this- as in my player to go boom? No, they did. They did boom last year. Well, I mean, it has to be Will Ashcroft. It has like, to be Will Ashcroft. It, exactly. Yeah, there's no way exactly. around it. Six games over a hundred, up over three hundred thousand dollars in value. I mean, he missed some games, but produced goal of the year. And he's going to be elite for elite for years to come. There's no, yeah, there's it, no. Guys. It's going to be interesting. I mean, unfortunately, we all know he suffered that ACL injury. Oh, and, that was. I, yeah, honestly, if he was in that grand final, they win. I think so. Hundred uh, percent. He helped Dunkley and Ashcroft. Uh, sorry, Dunkley and Neil be better. Yeah. Um, and you saw it in games when he played really well. It lifted. We'll talk about Lockie Neil, but it definitely lifted his performance as well, which was great to see. But I mean, it's pretty impressive from a rookie over a hundred. You said six times. Yeah. And over one fifteen, two of those. So yes. the guy has a ceiling. Um, and let's just hope that he gets back in twelve months out with an ACL. When, He's do, probably when did looking, he do it? So it's August? End of August? It was end of September. End of September. Like it was – or start of September. Start it, it of was, September, yeah. It was late. So, so he's, he's probably not be, playing this year. He might not play – oh – would you want to bring? I suppose not. You you want to? He's going to be a young player for years. Come, you don't I'd want to bring him back. Protect the body. Yeah, Go, exactly. Hey, let's rehab it. Let's take. The it only slow. problem is he's that kind of player that he'll want to come back. 100% and I think that's that's the youth. Back. That's but that's exactly. where these lift managers and like high performance centers like 
this is what they're trained to do is to build someone back in and think about the future. Uh, Brisbane have got a good program, so we'll see if they can either bring him back to at least get eight rounds in or sit him out, and I suppose either way would be would be fine. But don't just bring him in for him to go down again because yeah. that'll, that'll end him. That, that will be crucial for the decline. Um, all right, well, what about then? That was boom. What about breakout for this year? I think for me the best oh, – well, not breakout because – He's done it, but like Kitty Coleman again, mate. We're on fire with Brisbane. I literally, we are. I've got Kitty Coleman as mine as well. He's been building the last few years. He's been building uh, in fantasy and just in normal uh, in off fantasy, I suppose as well. Um, that grand final performance was mate. His grand final amazing. was insane. Do you I have the stats there for it? Uh, I don't know. So have you you got them there? Yeah, let me get it up. Um, his grand final game. was absolutely He's been building busters. to it. I've had him in my team the last two years because uh, I can see what he can become and what he can do. And it's just, it was unreal. Grand final performance. Yeah. Now, obviously, this is in a loss. It's against the Magpies. 127 was his That his was the score. F- score. <laughs> he had 23 kicks, three handballs. For 26 disposals, eight marks, and he had six tackles to go along. Let alone his it. pressure all over the ground. He was everywhere. Rebound from 50, seven. He's just, it was an absolute jet. Oh. And yeah. I think he's an absolute lock for my team, if I'm honest. What's his, what's, you got his price there for this year? Yeah. So he comes in priced at 628. It's not bad. On an average of 69.6. Oh, that's going to rise. That's, that's, the, that's why he's our um, boom player for this year, because that's going to rise. I know it's going to Okay. Rise. Ask me what his last three average was. That's an intro. I usually have that. What's his last three average? 89.7. Oh, that's big. That's a big jump. That's He's already 20-point unders. That's huge. And I just want to throw in there as well, this is with the exit of Daniel Rich. So Daniel God, Rich is out. waste last year, unfortunately, for them. But, yeah, Kitty Coleman stepped up straight into so that. So he's only going to be used more. Oh. They love to get the ball in his hand. He is the distributor for that back line. Yeah. So, I mean, a high score of 127 in the grand final against the Supplies. He did have a low score of 23 uh, against the Hawks. That was coming on as a sub. So, in oh, his well, logs, non-sub. Not even going to count that. Yeah, that's Lowest fair. was 48 then. And that was against the Bulldogs and the Suns. But I think, you know, we're in a different world. I think he's definitely an integral part. And for me, he presents a lot of value. All righty. Well, Kitty Coleman, mate. All right. Well, so far, everything's kind of lining up. Who's your ultimate pick? For Brisbane this year? I mean, my ultimate pick is Kitty Coleman. Is Kitty Coleman, um, If you had to go for a someone with options, and the only reason I wouldn't is that it's just the midfield status, yeah. but Huma Cluggage represents Huma Cluggage. great value. I've gone Neil, and we touched on it earlier. Do you, just only due to the fact that I think he's, especially the first six games, I think he knows he didn't, and touching back on it, didn't deserve that brown line, but we won't discuss what happened with that. And I think he's going to come out really pumped up, and I think he's going to decimate these first six rounds and just uh, and then carry on from there. The only reason I didn't say him... Because we usually always say Neil. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I didn't say him, though, is that I saw his best scores. I was looking into it a little bit, mm. and his best scores came when Ashcroft was in the team. Yeah. Like, that freed him up. And... I just don't know, like, what that mix is going to look like for him. Also, priced at 97. Well, that's the thing. That's why, remember, we go the ultimate pick. We kind of do two. You can either go for ultimate pick with a breakout kind of in between or you go your ultimate pick who's 
just going to get you the points. I mean, my absolute pick is going to be Kitty Coleman. Yeah. I, I think Lockie Neal is a good player. I, he's going to be hungry to prove that he deserves That's what I mean. That's that, that off the rip. I think he's, he's just going to have to stand up high because Ashcroft's not there. What does the mix of like Dunkley look like now another mm. year into the well, season? That'd be the, I just didn't even think about the Ashcroft thing because, like you said, it took a lot of pressure off him with Ashcroft in and it was Ashcroft out possibly the whole year. And him like leaning, leaning, he leant on it a little bit with Ashcroft. He's like, oh my God, this is what it's like to have more, even more support than Dunkley. No Ashcroft. Yeah, it's, I suppose. Yeah, I can see it. Like you said, McCluggage or Kitty Coleman. So McCluggage is obviously going to pay a little bit more inside, but they do like him on the wing. Mm. The only reason I said McCluggage was priced at 89 at, so he's coming in at 806K. Yeah. He only has the mid status, which hurts him. That, yeah, um, that's why I didn't have him. But. Um, Looking at his previous four years, he went 74.2, 100 flat, 102.6, and then he ran round up last year with 89.3. So slight decline. Yeah, but slight I mean decline. but they had such good players in that it was they brought Dunkley and Dunkley and Ashcroft came in, so it kind of took away from them a little exactly. bit. Exactly. And they also wanted to get Zach Bailey running through the middle. They wanted to get Cam Rayner at times, but then Cam Rayner was moved to the back line for mm. the majority of the season. So there's a lot of lot to play out there. And it's just gonna, I guess, factor down to what does his midfield minutes look like? Is he coming off the wing or is he in the middle? So well, does he does he surely maybe he's straight replaces Ashcroft? He might. We don't know, but there's a there's a high floor, a high ceiling, a, a 128, and a low low floor of 55. So he the only problem with McCluggage is he does present that that chance of you know going a bit missing, and that's mm. not what we want what we want to see. No, that's it. So well, I suppose you can't really say an ultimate pick for Bruce. They've got a lot of choices. So we'll I see. mean, Dunkley would be the the ultimate pick mm. if he had the forward status. Like you definitely oh, run him again. Mate, there wouldn't be any discussion with what we've been talking about if um but Dunkley for me, had a forward the, status. The real ultimate pick comes in Kitty Coleman. He's he's an absolute must. Too much value, too much upside, and I just think he gets better from here. Fair enough. I'm in. I'm changing. Neil, Love Neil it. to Coleman. Done. Welcome, welcome to the welcome, uh, to, welcome to the other. Well, side. everything else lined up, so we might as well might as well join you on the the what five out make a five out of five, not four out of five. So. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to throw you a couple names now, and oh. I want you to think about these as a little bit more of draft, okay? Well, what you mean? What you mean? So for our draft league, oh, I think this is league? where they become a little bit more relevant. Do you have another player you want to talk about? No, no, we're good for Brisbane. I, I'll be ready to move on, but what do you got first? So yeah, let's go that. draft really quickly because I think the options at Brisbane present the the chance. So draft, Dane Zorko. Absolutely not. So let me just give you a couple numbers, and when you think draft, and you got to you've got to take on a lot more people, yeah, and not have as many people in there. You got a last three round average of one hundred and two point three. So when he puts it on, he puts it on. What was his first three round average? Probably a four. Well, in his last four <laughs> years, he's got seventy eight point four, one hundred eight point nine, eighty two point six, and eighty four point eight. So you're looking at about an average of eighty four. Yes, he does have a bad calf. He's an old man, but when you think depth, that's a pretty good depth player in a forward line that's very thin. So, but you got to think how I'm going to let people, let the listeners know. I don't draft. I probably won't draft anybody over 29. But this is, like this is for the listeners. This is so exactly this that's is someone what, to I consider. mean, that's what I'm talking about. For me, Zorka, I wouldn't consider, but I mean, it's a good name for me. I just, I've never rated him either. I suppose he just, like I said, he goes high ceiling and then low ceiling. 
And well, I, yeah, I his low is a 55. I feel like his low ceilings, I see that more than his high ceiling. As a draft league, though. As a draft league, have, we'll see. Yeah, got to have, yeah, the, gotta depth have, gotta have the depth. Yeah. If you pick the best forwards in the game, I have no access to them. Yeah, that's So we it. need alternatives. Ah, what else you got? Another one. The big O, Oscar McInerney. Yeah, okay. I'm on board with that one. That's so fair. you think about Rux, his price to at or average last season, 82.7. So he comes in priced at 746. Mm-hmm. Not really relevant for classic, but definitely draft. Last three round average in 91. Last four years, he's gone 57.6, and then 82.7. He's just that, he just needs that one, I don't know if he needs a little bit more training or private training or something, just that one little step up and he'll he'll take that jump to that next level of great ruck status. And and that'll increase Brisbane's team as well. But yeah, okay, Oscar's a great, yeah, I'd take Oscar as a... So I think, I don't see him averaging over a 90, but when you think about I think he could get up to about 95. He hasn't done it in. I know he hasn't, but I mean, what I'm saying is, uh, he. What changes? That's what I mean. What has changed in this offseason? I haven't seen much about him, but if he gets, like I said, that little bit of a push, bit of training, I don't know, a bit more. I wouldn't say muscle. I'd like him to get a bit more hop on him, I suppose. That's going to help him. But I think that he needs to be a little bit more mobile and get up and down the line more. Like, that's what makes Max good, and that's how Max gets his big scores is because he gets ball outside of hit-outs. The problem with Oscar, I see him lumber. I don't see Gorn just appears in the forward line and the back line. I'm like, Gorn, how'd you get there? And I, but I see Oscar lumping around the field. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So if he can get a little bit more mobile, that might help him. But a ceiling, 134 last year, which is against uh, the Swans in round 14, and a low score of 50. So as I said, not hey, a Have you got how, how many goals he kicked last year? No, nah, I don't. Any chance you don't? We can have a look. Because uh, it'd be interesting to see um, if they have him forward more. I know they've got a lot of options forward, but I mean, with Gunston gone now, I know we didn't touch on, like I said, we were talking big ins and outs. Gunston obviously back to Hawthorne. Um, yeah. What a, what, a, what a loss that is. Hey, shh. I don't want you talking about that. Uh, he shouldn't have left in the first place to begin with. Do you, do you, have, do you have him down forward? A couple more. I, I think I've, if I recall, his accuracy is not great. Only kicked nine goals. Yeah. What, how many behinds? Seven. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, I like thought he his accuracy wasn't great in front of goals, so maybe that's why he's not. Maybe maybe if he increases that instead of his ruck work, increases his goals, goal-kicking ability a bit more. Get in so front that of could the be where the uplift comes. Mm. I don't necessarily see it happening, but there's a chance there, and when the rucks start running, you've uh, got to get one of them. Well, one, well, I'm one for two so far on your, on your names. Who else you got? The final one is um, someone who spoke about earlier. And that's Cam Rayner. So, well, there's two names really to consider. Yeah, well, I'll be having Kitty Coleman also it's, in there. <laughs> well, for for a like draft more draft relevance than anything before, mm. um, you're looking at Cam Rayner from a forward status. He has that. Well, that's his stat. Yeah, is that just his just forward status? This no, year? forward mid. Forward mid. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Actually, I think no. it is just forward. Yeah, I thought it was just forward. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm not sure about him. Yeah, for, you are right. He's, it status. is just forward status, yeah. yeah. like Because he, he was all over the shop last year. They they didn't know what they well, were doing. Well, I think him. that's the thing. If they're playing him off a halfback or if they're playing him in the middle or if they're playing him forward, this is what we need to wait and see. Yeah. And so that's why I think he's interesting. What round will we find out? Well, I suppose we'll find out. We'll round find out in the preseason, really. First couple of games as yeah. well, but like when the status will change. What round's that again? Round six is when he round gets six, DPP. He'll get the yeah. DPP. So, you know, priced at. 575k, so he's cheaper than his counterpart in Zach Bailey. 
63.7 average. He's improved every year. He had a high score of 99, but a low of 26. So he breaks that 100. I think for him, it's really interesting because he is someone that impacts the games in a big way. Do you class this? I, that's the problem. He's a great player. As you saw it from the go when he pulled off these amazing feats and whatnot. I just don't think, like you said, Brisbane had him all over the shop. I just don't – it's not fitting in right. They, they don't know where to put him. I think Fags played him down back so he could be a better forward. But oh, okay. what one. he plays like – I mean, he came into the league and they were like, this is the next Dusty Martin. Mm. Right where he's that power, he he has the power. The fend offs that he was oh, doing in the yeah. grand final and through the final series. But I think for him, what it is is like: is he a half back playing in the middle? Is he a forward or is he a midfielder? And so with the loss of Ashcroft, who fills that? Yeah, that's why who you fills didn't, those. You mentioned it before. Those yeah. minutes. That's it. So um, I think that's one for me to look at. Um, obviously, he's not someone you can go off the rip with and, and definitely not straight into classic, but I think there's a chance there that you, you could have a look at him, especially when you're looking at the the depth in the, the forward line. All right. That kind of wraps it up for me. Um, Cam Rayner and Zach Bailey, they're two of the same, cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Um, Zach Bailey is a little bit more expensive in classic, but – I think Brisbane represent a lot of depth. And, you know, you've got Wilmot in there that we talked about. He played well last year. Day coming into the mix, averaging, oh, game paid 501K. Um, Jasper Fletcher got a lot of the ball, but 454K. You're not really going to go there. Yeah, no. And then when you look at their, I guess, their draft. So I've had a bit of a look at who they brought in. Logan Morris is a key forward. Scored 56.5 in the, the youth carnival. That's mm. not really... No. Going to get you a lot of points. But with Brisbane's team at the moment, you're not going to get many first gamers in this True. year. Luke Lloyd, key forward, 69.1. Zane Zakaleski, uh, he's a key defender, 68.2. And then Reese Torrent, he's the only one really interesting. Yeah. Was a mid, 84.6. So in it's the very possible for him to maybe get a few games, especially if the midfield doesn't work early on. Bring him in to see what he can do. So we'll just have to see what Fagan does and how he structures up that team. But... A little bit to talk about. Obviously, a bit of a longer a stint in this one than we talked about with Adelaide. No, um, we well, but plenty of relevance. We're building, we're building. We're getting. We're trying to get more information to you guys. Trying to talk about more. We're enjoying it as well, and uh, we're just coming to our own. Get the podcast up and rolling, and each week I reckon we'll have even more in-depth statistics. But uh, yeah, well, that's a wrap for Brisbane. Um, I think yeah. Next time uh, we'll be back with uh, talking about Carlton. Carlton so is next alphabetically. Yeah, that's it. Lots of relevancy there. But as always, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, leave a little bit of a review, and don't forget to check us out on socials. Uh, look, we're enjoying this. We're hoping you're enjoying it, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. All right, catch us later. Peace out.